Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, good morning, everybody. Penny, for your thoughts on a quick Tuesday today, for me anyway, just an hour. We'll be on from 9 to 10. 10 o'clock, it'll be Paul Rudy's On the Money as we start the new year of 2019 with their first show. So that'll be in the 10 o'clock hour, 9 a.m. to 10. It is yours truly with just an open line here today, just you and me, as we talk about the issues of the day. The big ones, of course, in Washington, D.C., all pertain to the shutdown, the wall, all that's happening. What are we up? Day 18 now. They keep track of it for us. I think it's 18. But uh, a lot of people affected by that. I think what's interesting about the uh, government shutdown is each time we have one of these, and this has become one of the longer ones here recently, uh, you see how big the government's reach is. And whether you are someone who is for a lot of government programs or whether you're not, it is amazing to me how big it really is and you see it how even in a partial shutdown how many people either work for the government or have a program that affects them that is from the government and um, whether you think that's good or bad it's just interesting to me how big it is it's always kind of as you peel away a lot of the um, levels of the government and some that are operating and some that are not everything from a local story you've seen in the news gazette with the Leroy family to the TSA agents at different airports to everything else, uh, the reach of the government is pretty big. So is that a good thing or not a good thing? Probably depends on your point of view, right? Uh, also here locally, a couple of people have passed away recently, uh, people that I know and uh, know of, certainly Joe Ambrose, that's a feature today, the uh, CEO of Horizon Hobby who passed away Late uh, last week, his visitation is tonight out in Leroy. And then also sad to hear last night about Bob Doan of uh, Arthur, was uh, our football coach at Unity High School. Joe Somerville was for a while, and then Bob Doan took over. He was also a high school coach at other uh, schools in the area. Big Illini fan, was a quarterback club president at one time, and just a good man. And uh, from Arthur, Bob Doan has passed away. So, boy, two guys that I've known fairly well, one's a neighbor, and the other one is a guy I just got to know over the years. And, in fact, my brother was the quarterback for the football team when he was the coach back all those years ago. So sad to hear about that. Lanai football get a transfer. A.D. Miller, receiver from Oklahoma, who committed at one time or was talking about committing to Tim Beckman back several years ago. And now he's a grad student, a grad transfer, coming to Illinois, eligible to play this year. Don't know if you saw the football game last night, but Clemson blew out Alabama. In the national title game, I don't know about you, but I thought Bama was going to win again. I didn't uh, have much doubt about it. And uh, Clemson just blew them out. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> they wear the right color anyway, right? The Clemson Tigers. All right, we're on uh, Penny for your thoughts today. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can uh, join us. And let's go to Benny. Hey, Benny, how are you? 
good, Jim. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. I apologize. That's okay. I, I, I know I haven't talked on the air for a long time, but uh, I did want to talk about the football game last night, but I also wanted to uh, thank the caller that called in yesterday in the second hour Monday morning quarterback. I think his name was Jim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to uh, let him know that I, I'm, that I'm doing well and that I have a different job, and so I, I can't really do a lot of calling in. You know, the job comes first, so that's why I, I, I got to text things in on my break, you know, and then, you know, have my little lunch and then get back to work. So, you know, got to put the job first. But oh. I just wanted to thank Jim for his concern and uh, let him know I'm all right. All right. Well, good, Benny, because they were asking about you. So that's well, I, 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 I knew you were fine. I, I had seen you around, so. Yeah, well, I don't know Jim, but he sounds like uh, a nice gentleman, so I just wanted to thank him for that. And about the game last night, I agree with you because I was pulling for Clemson because mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people in the sports world, you know, I've heard like they're tired of the Yankees always winning. They're tired of uh, Duke always winning, and Duke is one of my college foot basketball teams, and I'm tired of Alabama always winning, and I know they're going to be back, and Nick Saban will have another strong recruiting class, and he's going to reload. But, you know, I will take Dabo Sweeney any day, any time, anywhere, any place. I love the orange, too. I like that man's enthusiasm. I've yep. seen this a lot of his games. You know, I'm over it that, you know, when they played the Buckeyes and they blew out my Buckeyes, I'm over that now. I'm over when, you know, when Braxton Miller was the quarterback and they they, they just outplayed him. And, you know, that's what they did last night with Alabama. I I wanted them to win. I didn't expect the score being the way it was, but, you know, I'm a happy guy. You know, Nick's a great coach. I'm not his biggest fan, you know, but I'm Dabo Sweeney's biggest fan today because they, they beat Alabama. And uh, last but not least, Brian, I know you only got an hour today, and I was wondering if maybe you could uh, look up something. I saw, you know, on the bottom line, as they put on ESPN about how uh, Greg Schiano is out as the defensive coordinator at Ohio State and replaced him with two coaches that are going to be co-defensive coordinators. You know, he got the coach from Mich- an assistant coach from Michigan, and he got an assistant coach from the 49ers to be co-defensive coordinators now just wondering maybe did he did coach day have a a falling out with uh greg shiano and i just wondered if you had time to look that yeah I'll, I'll look it up but i'll uh if i don't have anything today i'll try to have it tomorrow okay okay i'll be listening tomorrow because right. i can i can't listen as long as i'm getting my work done all right hey thank you benny Thank you, Brian. Yep. Bye-bye. Glad you're doing well. 356-9397 is our phone number. You can text us on the uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Back to the phones here to Tiny. Hi, Tiny. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to hear from Benny. Benny and Lauren Taylor are the two sports gurus in this part of the country. <laughs> yes, Yes, they are. <laughs> I don't believe anybody could beat him. Uh, I wanted to uh, call up to uh, kind of start things off for you and uh, put everybody in a good mood by uh, thanking Trump for sticking to his guns. He's done what we voted for. He's uh, he's uh, satisfied everything that I wanted. 
The economy is great. Anybody that wants a job can get a job. The gas prices are wonderful. He's trying to bring the people home from the wars. They're shutting him down. The wall, uh, call it anything you want. We need better protection for the people coming in and keep them in or out. Let them know they're not getting in. They won't be lining up like they have been. I, uh, I want to thank Trump again. And uh, that's about it for this morning. All right. Hey, thank you, Tiny. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yep, and we'll have, speaking of the president, we'll have him on tonight on the radio, courtesy of CBS. That'll be tonight at 8 from the Oval Office. I didn't realize this was his first Oval Office address, but, I mean, he's on TV so much all the time. I guess I just didn't think about the specific sitting in the Oval Office chair and giving a message. This is going to be his uh, first one. All right, Warren Penny for your thoughts here. Uh, Open line here today, just an hour for me, and then on the money. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. What's on your mind? Well, there was an article in the uh, News Gazette this morning talking about the effect of the layoffs, and and, uh, I find it ironic. Um, First of all, there's the person that they chose. There's a commentator uh, that writes regular anti-Trump letters to the editor, which has the same last name and first name as the young lady who got laid off. Uh, husband. So I'm wondering if they're one and the same, and if there's not a bias uh, from that. But, the, 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 you know, I wonder why the News Gazette has not gone out and talked, for example, to the family of the victim of the uh, illegal alien who last year killed, uh, or two years ago, uh, killed uh, the motorist on 74 that was in this country illegally. Uh, why haven't they talked to him and, and asked them is it a good idea to have the wall? Um, I own land out in New Mexico. I can't build on it because of concerns for our safety. So should I be penalized because I want to have a wall put up so I can build a house in New Mexico, uh, which right now has got is just flooded with uh, folks coming north of the border? Is that fair to me? So why is the News Gazette talking about that? There are lots of people. Let's call the family of the police officer in California who uh, on Christmas Day was murdered by an M13 gang member. Should we talk? Why aren't we talking to him? And the effect, you know, I'm sorry this lady lost her job or is on layoff. I'm not quite sure how her job every day impacts me. It's not keeping me safe personally. She's not patrolling the streets or putting out fires or sitting in airplanes and, and guarding against that or being an FBI agent. Um, I'm not sure how, you know, I, and, and her husband's got a job with, with the city of Champaign making good money, so they're really not out anything. But yet, I don't feel safe going out to my land in New Mexico. How is that good for me? Yeah, well, why, I don't, you, you know. know why, why, aren't we, why aren't we, you know, why does the News Gazette put out that when, you know, there's two sides to this coin, and and the bottom line is is that um, you know I'm sorry she lost her job. I really am, or temporarily without a job. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry for that to happen. But at the same time, if I can then, because the border is safe, build my dream home and don't experience the winters in Champaign, 
like Lou Henson, because I'd be a couple miles from where Coach Henson is. Why is why can't I do that? Yeah, well, that's you're asking a broader question, but I think you know part of it has to do with the news coverage today has to do with the shutdown and how it's affecting somebody locally. The story you talked about, and I'm not saying it's not well, important. I'm just saying that was two years ago. So I mean, I guess. Your question would be, can we go back two years and focus on it on that angle of the story from that direction then? But but I guess it's more well, or less just an old you know, story again, as opposed to current. Again, so. uh, you know, I mean, that lady's still dead. Yeah, She's not coming back. So, And if we had had proper border security two and three years ago, maybe she would be alive today. Yeah, you never right. know. You never know. So, well, all right. She would have hey. been hit by him. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. Appreciate the call. A quick break. Back with more callers. A lot of texts have come in early. That's humming early. Three five one five three five seven, And we're back after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. Michael in for uh, Scott Beatty, who's off this week. Three five six nine three nine seven. Uh, hi, Brian. Will you have a Congress uh, person on soon? I have a question. I was watching C-SPAN a while back when they were voting. When the House does an electronic vote for five minutes, why does it take 15 minutes to gavel and announce the vote count? The votes go on way past five minutes. 15-minute votes go on for 45 minutes. Why don't the votes stop when the clock runs out? You know, Mike, that's a really good question. And I'm going to have to ask that. I know that they, um, they sometimes are gathering votes or counting votes or whatever, but it does seem pretty straightforward, doesn't it? If you've got five minutes to vote, Clock runs out, your vote doesn't count. It would seem. But I'm not sure it works that way in Washington. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's go to Carl. Good morning, Carl. Yeah, uh, Brian, uh, something weird happened to me on Sunday. I was reading the uh, Lyndon Johnson book, The Passage of Power, and the uh, – uh, it's with uh, talking about coming back from the uh, Ken, from the assassination in Dallas and how they got the coffin off the plane and Johnson came on the tarmac to give a two sentence speech mm-hmm. and lo and uh, on YouTube uh, in my account they give me recommendations of videos to watch and lo and behold the video they one of the videos was of the coffin coming off the plane and Johnson giving the speech. Hmm. So that so you were able to see it then? Yeah. Wow. It was it was cut up. Yeah. But basically I saw what I'd already read. That was a strange feeling. Wow, that is a strange feeling. And you know what's interesting is you have the photos and I guess you're talking about when the body arrived at uh, in uh, the Capitol. At, yeah, at in, the airport. In, yeah, at the airport. Um, I was thinking of when Johnson was actually sworn in and the blood that was still on uh, Jackie Kennedy's uh, jacket. Uh, that's yeah, a, that's well, a pretty... she was still wearing that when she got off the plane. Right, right. And got in the hearse. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, when they took the body to the White House at 4.30 in the morning, she was still wearing that outfit. Yeah, I, I remember that. She didn't... Um, I remember reading about it and... and you know, seeing different documentaries about it. And, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. She didn't change for a long time. But who would? I'm sure she was in shock. So, Yeah, uh, interesting thing about the, one of the policies Johnson inherited uh, was a tax cut. 
Oh, from that Kennedy. Kennedy was trying to get through mm-hmm. to stimulate the economy. Yep, back in the early '60s. Yep, you're right. Because the theory was that if you have people, if you stimulate the economy, you get more tax money to support some of the programs they wanted. So, yeah, that was the that was the thinking, and um, it's just interesting how the discussion has changed over the years in regards to that. Yeah, it's just uh, I know you like to have comparisons with history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, Carl. Okay. Hey, thank you. Talk to you later. Got a uh, texter who says, why is Mike Madigan putting out political ads? Yeah, I was wondering that myself. I saw him in a political ad. I about, I did a double take. I'm like, wait a minute. What's he doing? But uh, I'm guessing what it's about is the Democrats are about to, uh, everything's about to start up again in Springfield with a new governor, super majorities for the Democrats in the House and the state Senate. I'm guessing they're just kind of, uh, he's reminding everybody that, uh, hey, we're in charge, and we're going to try to do some good things for you. That's my paraphrasing of what the ad's about, I think, based on what I've seen. But it did kind of startle me, too. Yeah, good question. Uh, Bobby. Yeah, hello there, Brian. Hey, how you been? Hey, man, I've been doing good, man. I couldn't wait to call in because I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm, having a fun, I'm having a fun time with uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Well, did you have a good Christmas and New Year? Oh, my goodness. I'm having a good time watching him on TV, man. Yeah. I, I have the biggest laugh. But, if, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, man, he reminded me, uh, Donald Trump reminded me of, of some of the stories in the Bible. Like in the book of Samuel, when the people didn't want Samuel to be the leader. Didn't want Saul. Here no more. Or they want didn't want Samuel. You're right. Yep. Right. They're right. They didn't want Samuel no more. They want somebody else. They want a king. Right. So they got Saul. Yeah. And uh, and the book of uh, the book of Judges in the Bible. Man, I'm man, I'm telling you, um, um, I cannot understand people act, acting like they don't. They cannot see. They don't have the intelligence to see that this man, Donald Trump, is all corrupt. He lied and said he had about 1,700 lies in the year 2018. 1,700 lies throughout the whole year. Wow. Well, no wonder we haven't heard from him. You've been busy counting. Yeah, man, I've been coming, man. Oh, yeah, man. I've been laughing and coming. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah, see. So are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you? But I can guarantee you one thing. Yeah. Just like I told you before, I truly believe God, the mighty God, uh, got Trump to be president of the United States too. To let us all see the corruption. And see all the the sins that this man does because because it's all because that sin that he does is in the country. Just like the Bible, just like the stories in the Bible, uh, Brian. All right. Brian, thank you for your. Hey, Bobby. I'm glad to hear from you. I was kind of worried about you. So I'm glad you're all right. Oh man, yeah. I'm fine. Good. I'm still laughing. All right. Hey, thank you, sir. Yeah, Appreciate sir. it. All right.
All right, 356-9397. I was kind of worried about Bobby. I hadn't heard from him in a while. Uh, Texter says, why don't they take down the wall around the Capitol? I guess we're talking about all the concrete barriers, right, around the Capitol and the White House, so they know how the people that live along the border live. And Jim from Muhammad says, did you catch Mike Loxley last night on TV? Yeah, sure did. Former Illini assistant coach, now the uh, new coach at Maryland. He was the offensive coordinator here. Back to the phones to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Brian. I'm glad Donald Trump, the president who stumped on a bunch of stuff, who has absolutely (laughs) followed up what he promised in a lot of ways, is entertaining Bobby. But uh, let me, I know we're real short on time here. Mm -hmm. The Democrats were on record in the last eight years of wanting a wall or a fence. They were willing to to put 10 to $15 million into it. That includes Schumer, Pelosi, and Barack Obama himself. They're all on record. They're all on video. You can look it up. Uh, If we go to an outdoor venue such as a, uh, just something in the park where they, they always have an entrance and they check your purses to make sure you're not carrying this in or that. Uh, we don't have to go out of central Illinois to find somebody that's been murdered by an illegal. Mark Evans, my cousin from Atwood, Illinois, was murdered by an illegal south of Mexico even, a country below. Mm. The, the guy's... <laughs> His murder is reported by a gentleman. The gentleman that told on the guy that did it was then murdered. So this guy committed a double murder. Uh, so it's mm. it just makes sense. Have a gate where people can come through it, and if they want to come here legally, go through the gate, go through the process, and welcome aboard to America. All right. Hey, Jim, thanks for sharing your story, okay? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, the news is next here. Let's take a quick break, and then back with Michael Kaiser. We have Zoe. We have Sam. Hang on. We'll get to you right after the news here, and more text as well. That continues to hum along back after this break, and then the news. A lot of uh, Elvis songs out there. That's one of my favorites. And uh, he was born on this day in 1935. So I got an Elvis song in there. Charles Osgood is 86 today. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, most of the uh, shutdown, we're back to the text line here, sponsored by Castle Heating and Cooling. Most of the shutdown is non-essential. None of this has any effect on me, a listener says. Therefore, I hope it never reopens. Uh, good morning, Brian. To all the federal employees that are not being paid, remember Senator Dick Durbin is still getting paid. He feels your pain but has no control over his getting paid. U.S. Constitution guarantees the Congress gets paid. If the shutdown continues until the welfare and SNAP monies aren't paid, you'll see the beginnings of a real revolution. That is from Greg. All right, back to the phones to Zoe. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Brian. Um, I called to uh, mention, excuse me, I was just swallowing a bite of toast. Um, 
Um, that was awful, but I didn't realize I was going to. Anyway, I just wanted to recommend an editorial from, uh, or a um, monologue from Tucker Carlson from last week um, okay. on Fox News. Leaders show no obligation to American voters. And it's just excellent. It's long. And I'll tell you, it's worthwhile to either read or listen to the whole thing. I don't, I'm sure you can read it somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. And that was on his show? Yes. Okay. And I, I, I just kept going with it and going, wow, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point all the way through it. And it was just fantastic. So. Okay. Tucker Carlson. That was from last week, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, very good. And that's give, me, give, me, give me the name of the topic again. Um, it's, it's called um, Leaders Show No Obligation to the American Voters. Okay. Very Thank good. You. Thank you, Zoe. Bye. Yep, appreciate you. 356-9397. Uh, somebody wanted to know if the Alabama fans want Saban's head <laughs> for getting blown out last night. And let's see, Madigan, uh, talking about the Madigan commercials. Madigan's trying to drum up support for the uh, stifling income and fuel taxes that are coming. Sadly, most of the people in the state will back him. A lot of people will be packing their belongings. Wealthy people are the most mobile. And let's see, there was one more up here about state government. I've just read that the lawmakers will be giving uh, top state administrators a 15% pay hike. What is it this texter says that the people don't get? The state is broke. Stop wasting money and coming to the taxpayers and asking us to fund more with higher taxes. This is so stunning of their arrogance. That is a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. All right, a couple of T's up here. we got Tony. How are you, Tony? Good. I'm trying to figure out when Trump had the Congress and Senate, why didn't they get the wall done then, the money for the wall? Well, he had what you you called it a supermajority, in the um, or Pritzker's going to get a supermajority, and I bet mm-hmm. he's going to get stuff done. How come Trump couldn't get the wall done when he had it all for the last two years? Well, it's a good question. I mean, where's the outrage from the Republicans? Well, Why wasn't he doing his job? I think I think I mean, a lot of the I think a lot of the Trump voters are mad at Republicans too. Frankly. Can you have Lou Henson on to tell us, tell us about his wall and how scared he is of these illegals in New Mexico, like that one crazy caller you're talking about um, uh, down in Las Cruces? Yeah, I mean yeah. that caller said he was scared to death of the uh, Mexicans um, getting into his land so he couldn't build a stream house. But then he said that Lou Henson has a house two miles away. So I'd like to know how Lou handles that, how he lives every day being scared. Um, do you think he is? You know Lou. Do you think he's scared and has a big wall around his house? I think he has just your average house. Be my guess. You don't think you don't think he has a huge wall around? I it? don't think so. And then <laughs> another thing I want to talk about is um, Tiny was saying the economy is so good, mm-hmm. but it was really Obama's economy, and they never give Obama any credit. It's kind of like when Bruce Weber took. Bill Self's players mm-hmm. to the Final Four, he never got credit for it. He always, they were always Bill Self's players. And, but then Trump takes credit for Obama's economy being so great. I mean, that, uh, this economy was getting great about the last 18 months of Obama. Um, and it's just carried on. I mean, but it's going to go south again. It always does. Um, but that's my uh, pity today. All right. Hey, thanks for sharing, Tony.
Appreciate it. 356-9397. Interesting analogy there with the basketball uh, mention. Uh, let's see here. I think I got all the text. I think I'm caught up. All right. Where, uh, what time is it? 944. I better watch the clock here. Uh, back to the phones here to uh, Ted. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. Um, I guess we could call it a wall. We could call it a border. Let's just call it a, a door on the front of your house. To the last caller, give the address to whomever and uh, leave your door open tonight and uh, I'll be over and we'll see how you like it when I walk in. You can call it whatever you want. It's a border. It's a door. Yeah, well, the Tucker I think... Carlson show was uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. January 2nd. is the opening night of his new season, and you just YouTube opening monologue. Okay. Like Zoe said, it was. I've shown it to five different friends. It was amazing. He put Mitt Romney in his place, too. And uh, as far as the votes, we have a thing called Deep State, which Jeff Sessions, um, Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, that's why the votes weren't there. It's a deep state. There's no difference between a Republican and a Democrat. And to Ben, the gentleman that called in Friday, I think his wife was doing a press chunk. She was on the, I think that was his wife on Friday night at 10 o'clock evening news, WCIA. Well, I'll tell you, Ben, what we do in the construction industry, we make 50000 on a good year in eight months. And I'll send the electric company $1,000, $2,000 in the summer when I'm working. It's called planning ahead. And there's an old saying we have, if you can't feed them, don't breed them. If you can't feed your kids, don't be, don't be doing it. You know, so well, I I know that I happen to know I happen to know that family. That's a really good family, and I um, I I don't know, you know. Obviously, we're not living in their shoes, so it's um, you know, if you're not living in their situation, I I do find it interesting though that, and I mentioned this off the top of the show that whether you think having government programs and all the things the government's involved in is good or bad, but I'm always kind of blown away by how big the reach of the government is when you start hearing stories of everyday things, how many people are either working for the government or need assistance from the government or whatever. To me, it's just astonishing how, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised, how big it is. I agree. I agree. I'm not trying. I didn't mean to bash Ben Mm -hmm. as a person. Uh, When he got choked up Friday, I got choked up with him and thought, how can I get this guy some money? Yeah. And then I go on later to find out that I'm guessing that was his wife. And then the earlier caller said, uh, uh, he writes in all the time uh, to the newspaper if that's who the gentleman was talking about. But let me end up by saying, anytime a liberal or a pro-choice person brings up the word Bible, as Bobby did, you may want to read that little part about thou shalt not commit murder. I'm not going to go crazy, but I think when you pull something out of a woman that has a beaten heart, they call that murder. So don't be quoting the Bible unless you're going to follow it. That's I'll end with that. All right. Hey, Ted, thanks for the call. All right, we are on Penny for Your Thoughts. We're getting some today. We're back after this. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts. Just a reminder, we'll have the uh, president's address to the nation tonight uh, from the Oval Office at 8. And now we're told the coverage will also include a Democratic response. Don't know if that'll be Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or somebody else, but analysis as well by CBS News. So starting tonight at 8, if you can't be in front of a television or uh, you want to hear it on the radio specifically because you're with us, uh, you can certainly do that. 8 o'clock, live coverage of the president's address on border security and the government shutdown, Democratic response to follow. Just a little stat I found, just to make you think, 
here at uh, 951. Again, I'll be here till 10. Then uh, we've got On the Money after 10. Tomorrow in the first hour, Preston Williams, who is the interim superintendent of schools over in Urbana, will uh, join us at uh, 10 o'clock uh, tomorrow, open line. 9 o'clock on Thursday, open line. 10 o'clock, uh, Bruce Knight from the city of Champaign. 9 o'clock, open line on Friday. And then Dan Mann from over at the University of Illinois will uh, join us here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Just a little thought uh, stat to make you think a little bit. You are considered part of the 1% of the wealthiest people in the entire world if you make more than how much money per year? What do you think that number would be in the entire world to be the top 1% of the wealthiest in the entire world? How much would you make to be in that percentile? The answer is more than $32,000. Would put you in the top 1% around the world, making $32,000. That'll make you think a little bit. Hi, uh, Gordon, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you today? What's on your mind? Well, I was just uh, wanted to call. The, you had a caller just a few minutes ago call about uh, Lou Henson and living a couple miles away from the border and how he can build his house and somebody else can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was thinking um, we have uh, you know where Hedge Road is in Champaign, right? Garden uh, Hills, Garden Hills. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We also we also have another neighborhood, uh, the Baytown Complex. Do you know where that's at? Is that north? It's, uh, it's uh, on the other side of the interstate, behind off of Prospect or behind uh, the strip malls there. Behind the mall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now those those two properties areas are about a mile, mile and a half apart if you drew a straight line. A lot of shootings in Garden Hills. You never see any in Baytown. Now, what's the difference between those two neighborhoods? Baytown has a wall. That's all I got for you, boss. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. I guess a wall around the apartment complex. Is that right? Apartment the the buildings out there. All right. Uh, that's a big area there, north north of the mall. All right. Back to the uh, phones here. Let's go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Yes, good morning, Brian. Say, Brian, I want to give kudos to your first caller tonight, uh, uh, this morning, uh, talking about, you know, he was talking about all the print that was in the, the uh, news gazette. You know, if I have a doctorate and I'm working, I bet I'd make more than $3 an hour. So I I think... Uh, you know, hey, I read, we read, we had seven kids. We lost the first two, but five, the five that survived, all went to college. And the best I ever made was thirty thousand a year. I was in construction. I built homes. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, we had to scrape and scrape for a little bit, but we we don't do that anymore. We expect ever all the handouts and all that when. And, and I'll tell you what, he's making more than 30000 a year. And I, I'm like the guy that called first. I want Julie Worth to go out and interview some of these people that have been maimed or are run over by a drunk driver that's an illegal or been murdered. And, you know, it's just like uh, not this face of the nation, not Sunday, but uh, last week, a week ago Sunday, I watched Face the Nation. There was not one thing said about that policeman out there that was killed by the illegal immigrant. Not one mention, because it don't fit CBS's narrative. Not one thing. 
And uh, now this, uh, they're not going to. I'll, I'll guarantee you, I'll give you a little preview of what the, of the Democrats are going to say tonight after uh, Trump's speech is that he's in unhinged, he's immoral, and all that. But look, Israel has a border, border wall. The Vatican has a wall. Pelosi out in California has a wall. Did you know that? Uh, I'd heard about that. Yeah, she's got a. She lives in a high, high-priced neighborhood, and she has a wall. And all these people are—they don't give a damnable amount about those kids down there. They don't care. They care that Trump might get a, uh, you know, something. Uh, it might make something out of itself, and they cannot stand it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There were, on Tucker Carlson last night, there was a guy by the name of Mark Morgan. He was a chief of border agents down under the Obama administration. He he was let go because, I mean, this is the way it goes. You know, when you, when you get a new uh, president and that, they're going to make their own... Uh, you know, they're going to appoint mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. So he he was under Obama, and he said, this wall needs to be built. Now, he, he was under Obama now. But you'll never, you I, I'll guarantee you, I want someone to call in and see if they ever heard of a Border Patrol agent on CBS, NBC, ABC, or that. They will not interview him. But Tucker Carlson interviewed him, and he said, yes, I was let go. And, and I worked under the Obama administration, and that wall needs to be built. I can mm. tell you right now, yeah. it needs to be built. All right, hey Jim, I, will ever, I, they'll, they'll never take that up. They won't. They won't interview somebody like that. All right, hey, now, I got to run, but thank. One quick thing, uh, Brian. Yep. We're we are a divisive country, and there's no way we're ever going to get together when you have people like Sheila Jackson Lee. Right away, that was a. Uh, White guy that shot that that the uh, little girl down there, and after they they've arrested these two guys that are black, she still she still will not relinquish what she said. She won't say anything and and admit that there was two black guys and not the white guy. And here comes this sketch. It's a white guy. <laughs> and boy, right. right away, she jumped on the bandwagon. All right. So well, as long as we have racist people like her, Maxine Waters, and then there's a, a black guy that said mm-hmm. that every, anybody that ever voted for Trump uh, were racist and we're not. And I voted for him. Yeah. We're racist and we're unhinged and all that. All so right. As hey. long as that keeps going on, there's no way we're ever going to uh, get rid of racism. All right. Hey, thank you, Jim i got to run. Thank you, sir. Back in a moment here to wrap it up. All right, I've got to run. 10 o'clock, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Back tomorrow, Preston Williams with the first hour, then more open line talk on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.